It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Ryan. No guests tonight. Ryan, mate, how are you? I do care this week. Oh, I appreciate that, Mark. No, I'm, I'm good, mate. I'm uh, back from sunny North Queensland, back down in uh, Cockroach country, out of God's country. So, yeah, no, it's it's a little bit depressing, but uh, no, good week last week, mate. It was good seeing you on the weekend. Yeah, mate, we uh, we got into some, I'd like to say that it was a debaucherous bloody, you know, booze fest, but it was all fairly tame. It was, you know, in bed by by midnight on both nights and you know, wine and cheese platters. So, you know, we're, we were a sophisticated mob here at the NRL Fantasy Amateurs. And, uh, yeah, we've, um, you know, we, we've, we're back here today. And, mate, um, I've just been absolutely, I've been absolutely swamped at, uh, at work. And I've sort of been trying to, I've been keeping an eye on the bloody messages that have been coming through. Um, but I, I feel like we have a massive amount of questions this week. So, I'm pretty excited yeah. to to dig into that. Um, so I'm I'm pretty pretty pumped. So we'll I'll only rip through the uh, the teams and then we'll uh, we'll get into some question answering. I think that's the uh, the go yeah, for this let's week. Do it. So let's do it. Yep. All right, mate. So we're going to kick off on Thursday night with the Gold Coast Titans up against the West Tigers. Titans, as per program, um, fantasy wise, I know. Uh, the biggest, probably the biggest disappointment for yourself, or one of the biggest ones over the weekend, was um, I was having to sit there while you were watching David Fafita trying to work out if he was actually on the field or not. And um, <laughs> mate, he's I, and we called it about fifteen minutes before the end of the game that he was going to limp his way to a mid forty score just to make it hard to sell him, and that's exactly what happened. So, mate, I'm going to put put it on you straight away. Are you selling David Fafita this week, or are you holding him? I'm going to give him one more week. Um, Titans are coming up against the lowly Tigers this week. So I, I feel like this is sort of the fourth date and you're out. Um, he's sort of sitting there primed to be traded to Cleary if Cleary can put up a, um, a decent performance uh, this week. Uh, you know, it's an, it's an easy way to get there, only about 300K. So, yeah, I think I'm going to give him one more week because, you know, I've been watching, like just what I noticed watching the game is that every time he he does touch the ball. There's usually four, you know, defenders on him straight away. And like, I've noticed as well, watching a little bit of video this afternoon and like some of the highlights and stuff, um, you know, I was chatting about this with um, our punk club man, Captain Bubs, um, that it's, it's, it's great for footy, but it's terrible for fantasy that he gets all this attention because the first try that, that the Titans scored against the Raiders was directly from David Fafita, basically, just him touching the ball. He got tackled on the right side. And, like, if you watch that try, like, they're all bunched up. And it was basically just through the hands. Philip Sami walks over in the corner. Um, so, like, it's it's working out great having Fafita in the team for the Titans. It's just, yeah, for fantasy, because he's getting so much attention. He, he He's really relying on that um, one or two big plays in, in a bit of broken play. Yeah, so he's getting the turbo treatment. Basically, yeah. Um, you know, the difference is, uh, you know, Manly is sort of struggling because Tur- Turbo's you know, playing fullback, moving around. He's not in the defensive line, so he's not dragging the defense necessarily across. Yeah. Plus, he's also not very good because he's a dirty New South Welshman. We all know that they're 
you know, inferior football players. Um, but no, speaking of uh, Queensland State of Origin heroes, Mo Fodawaka is somebody I mentioned last week and we said we wanted to see him, see what his role was like, and, and he pumped out a nice 60 minutes for 60 points. Um, is he entering your calculations at 600K? Uh, Ooh, I think you'd have to. That's sort of one that flew under the radar um, there for me. I, I didn't see that. But, yeah, no, that's very interesting because uh, like his minutes, I don't know, because you know, he played uh, the 58 minutes around one and then it was down to 41 in round two and then back up to 61 this week. Um, I think I'd like to see one more week of it before I, I mm-hmm. give it the stamp of approval and go diving in. But uh, if you're so inclined, um, he could be a decent pot option. Yeah, he's a nice little pot. Obviously, the downside is absolutely going to play State of Origin this year. So that's yeah, that's your obvious downside there. But I mean, the upside is he's a um, you know he does like an offload, and um, I actually don't think he got an offload. Oh, he only had one offload in that sixty points in sixty one minutes as well. But very few demerits, good base stats. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely one to keep an eye on if you're looking for a mid, shopping for a mid in that price bracket. Although I assume there's a couple of other pe- mm-hmm. players that people have on their on their shopping list this week, but um, yeah, that's really it here. Obviously, Sexton. If I had to say whether I was happy or unhappy with Sexton so far, I'd probably say I'm unhappy. Um, but he's averaging fifty, which mm. maybe is a bit greedy for me. It's a bit how I felt about Luke, Luke Brooks last year. You know, it's just, he was averaging fifty-two, and I was a bit disappointed. And I think the big thing with Sexton is his running game is not as much as what it was last year. Pretty much all of his games were over a hundred meters. He's had two tough games against, you know, a tight game against Canberra, and then you know the Eels game week one, where obviously everybody struggled. But I think they got the Tigers, um, Parramatta again, um, but then Manly, who are sitting on the bottom of the ladder or close enough to it. Um, before they come into a really tough run, starting with the Cowboys juggernaut. So, I mean, we really want to see him fire this week against the Tigers and put up a really good score to get that B moving. Otherwise, I'm going to be looking at him as a potential target for a big downgrade to a cash cow, like a bird down to a cheapy Sexton up to Cleary type is is what I'm going to be a move that I'm going to be looking at if he doesn't fire this week. I think so. And I'm, yeah, I really just need him to get his price moving. Like he's doing fine. It's by no means an urgent sell, break even 48, averaging 50. You know, he's kicking along, but I'd like to see him doing a little bit better. So, mm. yeah, he really, he really stalled in that second half. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, he you know, really when you're getting beaten 24 nil in the second half, that's going to happen. So, mm, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably it for the Titans, mate. But uh, moving across to the Tigers, obviously, we've lost. The final nail in the Stefano coffin. Um, Obviously, uh, we had expressed concerns about him in the preseason, not because we thought he was going to get a medial injury because he was going to struggle. And, you know, we're sort of saying to to people that he might actually be a buy last week, um, assuming that nobody actually followed that straight away because, you know, I like to think people don't trust us that much. Uh, And he's obviously now found himself injured. And I actually had a question earlier in the week, I think it was this morning about, you know, a potential mid option. And I mean, Seyfarth is one who's on the bench, but it looks like they've gone for the Ghana bench. And um, I mean, often Gowie played the extra minutes last week, but I don't think they're going to keep doing that. Um, I think this is probably the biggest beneficiary of this has to be Tualangi, doesn't it? 
Yeah, potentially. I mean, it's good that he's just back in the side. Um, there was always that little bit of risk that once you lose your spot, um, someone else, you know, takes it. But, yeah, good to see him back there. Um, I think you know, some people are going to be a little bit nervous about Garner on the bench, but I don't know. I have to, I have to think he's, to a large, he's still going to be playing at least 60 minutes each week. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if maybe it's going to be a situation where Garner comes on and Tuolangi might even move to the middle for a little bit. Not for a lot of minutes, but, you know, you got Peachy there, small body. You know, Tamu, Musgrove don't play big minutes. I wonder if maybe Tuolangi is going to spend a little bit of time in the middle. I, I, otherwise, I'm pretty happy. I'm, I'm really happy. I'm going to be playing him probably over Stephen Crichton and Max King this week, I think. So... Mm. Um, I've got, sure him, I've well, got him sitting in. Uh, I've got him sitting in eighteen, just as a nice loop option. Actually, I've got a. First. I've got a loop slot. I actually have a loop slot because I've still got Vilea, so I reckon he yeah, has same. to be in the loop slot. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. You talked me into it, Ryan. You talked me into it. Good job, mate. You're... I tell you what, that's why we pay you the big bucks on this podcast because you know you are just a wealth of knowledge. But then the question still becomes: <laughs> who's your who's your loop in? Is it Crichton or Max King? Well, I mean, you could always get a little bit uh, tricky, like Loop 101, um, you know, because uh, Crichton plays before Vilea locks, so you could always take your pick of which one you want there, put Vilea into the centre spot, um, you know, move, say, oh, Aiken mate, into your edge spot. You are, like that. mate, you are, what are you doing? You are too, <laughs> mate, this is too advanced for me. This is, And Jack Bird plays the last slot too, so I can swap Bird yeah, but... in the centre really easily as well. I can... Oh mate, you you too smart for this, eh? That's why you get that's 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 why we have you on the pod, mate. So what I'm going to have to do there is I'm going to have to put all of my center because I've got too many centers. I'm going to have to put okay, right, okay. How am I doing We're this? Gonna... I'm going to be getting a stack of uh, loop questions now, trying to explain how you do a two-man loop. <laughs> what what exactly do you? How exactly are you looping two players with one red dot? <laughs> yeah, yep. there's going to be a stack of those in the DMs this week. Okay, all right. So I think it just it just means I've just got to eat Matt King, Max King all the way out. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then yes, yeah, so I'm taking two alongy, and if he doesn't, I'm going to swap. This is riveting. No, stuff. that's not going to work. No. Okay. I think I'm going to work it out, mate. Don't worry about it. All right. If you've got any questions about loopholing, just. Send the message to the Instagram DMs. That's where you get all the, the Ryan advice. Nah. I just want to say, guys, just before we tick on any further, I really appreciate that the massive amount of Instagram DMs, just the huge uptick this week. That makes me feel warm in the cockles that you guys are actually listening when I talk. So, um, But, mate, re- really the advice is if you've got two along, you hold him. If you don't have him, don't buy any Tigers because the Tigers are an absolute crapshoot. Is that the advice here and we can move on? Yes, we can. We've spent too much time on the Tigers. Lovely. All right, moving along to the next game here. This is probably the most exciting or one of the most exciting games to talk about from a fantasy perspective. Number one, Nico Hines for the Cronulla Sharks. Ryan, Mm. uh, obviously I was boxed into captaining him this week um, in the wet uh, with no Harry Grant and no Payne Haas on my team. And obviously that worked out to be an awesome move for me. Um, this week I'm going to have a really interesting challenge on my hand as to whether I keep it on him against the Knights here or or put it back on Sir Hazard against the Bulldogs. Um, 
So, mate, I mean, Hines, obviously, he's a GOAT. If you don't have him, get him. Uh, break even 18, averaging 65, uh, 75, 42% ownership. Um, he looks to be a genuine captaincy option. Is there anything more that we can say? I mean, I know um, the boys on Talking League would just love festing up over him, but, I mean, he probably deserves it, doesn't he? Yeah, well, it's sort of we we sort of underestimated underestimated him because uh, I think after the All Star games back in our preseason pod, I, I said that I thought Hines would be getting Cleary like touches, and I think he's top three in the league for touches outside of hookers so far. So um, it's been one for the good guys. Hines has yeah, just exceeded our expectations. Um, yeah, because I mean Moylan's not doing anything. Hines is just the, the absolute man in this team. Yep, absolutely. I mean, outside of that. We got Talakai, aka Triple H, in the centres here, uh, with uh, Connor Tracy out with the groin injury, and um, uh, I guess Ikavali must be out with some sort of injury as well. Um, I don't think that necessarily moves a needle at all. Uh, although I can't imagine that the combination of Jesse Ramian and CSC for Talakai is going to be pretty exciting for uh, Best and Gagai to be wanting to defend this week. Um, I wonder if Gagai is going to match up on Talakai and whether Talakai is going to have a bit of trouble with the speed with Gagai. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that because Talakai will be on the left. Gagai obviously plays right center. Oh, I reckon Gagai is licking his lips at this attacking matchup. Maybe defending might be a little bit hard, but attacking, mm. he should be able to get around Talakai all day. Yeah, for those of you that jumped on Gagai and, and for some reason were captaining him last week, <laughs> it might be time to go back to the well again. Obviously, McInnes dropping dropping cash. Tig Wilton's back. Um, Finucane had a return to mediocrity, which was nice to see. Uh, and, I mean, that's really it for the Sharks. It's basically Heinz or bust for me, unless yeah, you've got same. Tig Wilton, obviously. It's just, it's just uh, interesting. Is McInnes going to slot back into the starting lineup anytime soon? It's been, what, this is his third game back now. So just wondering yeah. well, the Sharks how much losing? they're going to build him. What, what? Why would they, you know, take yeah, the sting out true. and then McInnes comes on after 20 minutes and plays the game out or close enough to it, you know, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? Yeah, good point. I guess for us, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon doesn't care about our fantasy team, so. No. It's one to watch. Uh, Newcastle, though. Obviously, uh, Mitch Barnett's currently sitting in the judiciary um, getting told about how naughty of a boy he is. Um so essentially, my understanding is they are just—they're all they're deciding on is whether the contact was intentional, reckless, or just careless, um, and then that's going to determine the suspension because he's obviously smashed him in the head. Like, there's no arguing that it's—it might be the difference between four weeks, six weeks, and eight weeks, or six weeks, eight weeks, and ten weeks. Something you know, something like that. But he's going to be out for a while, which obviously is good news for Brody Jones, who comes into the team. Looks like Lachlan Fitzgibbon's out for the same amount of time. And then even if one of them comes back a little bit early, Tyson Frizzell's going to be off to state of origin. I really think it's just absolute, you know, I mean, you said to me this morning in private messages, wheels up Brody Jones. Uh, and I think that's, you know, that's the, that might even be the episode uh, name for today. Yeah, well, he's the big talking point. And I think he's going to be the most popular buy um, of the week. I, I think, uh yeah, I, th- I think by the by the start of uh, round, well, by the time this game kicks off, his ownership will probably be in the double digits. It's um, mm. he's going to be the most popular buy, and for good reason. Um, like like I said, all throughout the preseason, even the worst uh, second rowers can 
average in the high 30s, low 40s. I think um, I might temper my expectations round one. Like this is his first game back from injury. Um, he had he had COVID last week as well. So I mean, he's no sure thing to play 80 straight out of the gate. But I think his long-term prospects are very good. Yeah. I mean, just looking at him here, uh, his five games where he's played in the back row, uh, average 46.4 in 77.8 minutes with no tries, only one try assist, no try savers, uh, only one turnover tackle in five games, uh, and and a fairly modest attacking output, 0.8 tackle, 0. Uh, 0.8 tackle busts, and 0.6 offloads to hand. So it's really all base stats, run meters, and tackles, which is – you know, something dependable here, 37 tackles and 80 metres, which is you'll t- absolutely take that every day of the week and twice on Sundays from a guy that's 325K. Um, yeah, I reckon get him, plug him in, um, and then he's probably part of your, you know, if Tua Lungi and Crichton go really well, then it might be a loophole of some description. I don't know, mate, how many red dots people have. Um Obviously, there's a lot of lot of guys that are kind of in the same scoring range, uh, but yeah, he's definitely one to buy. I would probably be looking to buy him over a guy like a Leo Thompson or a Jerome Amosia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm with you there. Just based on the long term prospects and the the safety of the the scoring, I think. But um, mate, outside of that, that's the only real buy here I can see. Most people, obviously, Kurt Mann did what we were hoping he was going to do from round one. Um, he's probably just kind of warming into the role. Did it with only 12 players on the field, which is fantastic. Um, and only, uh, only one less uh, N at the end of his name after that little uh, shot to the gear, <laughs> to the groin. Oh, God. Yeah. HIA, wrong head, bud. You know? <laughs> so. <laughs> I see him come out. out he was good. He's like, <laughs> oh, mate, it's not Deshaun Watson. Come on. <laughs> it's an NFL joke for those of you that follow the NFL. We'll just slide that in there. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I think it's really, that's all it is. Jake Clifford. Um, did he score well again this week? I don't think he did. I think it was yeah, mediocre, which is, you know, to be expected. 37. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's fine for a team with 12 players getting absolutely steamrolled by the Panthers. So I think if you have him, don't panic on him. Just, you know, hang on to him and see what happens this week. Obviously the Tigers are the, not the Tigers, the Sharks is a fairly tough matchup, but you know, they should be back to back to normal. I think this is going to be a really good game, actually. Yeah, it does seem like a, a game of two teams that could be potentially, um, you know, right up there in the top eight uh, if, if they keep the form up they've shown so far. It's been, uh, been good footy so far from these two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Friday, Panthers, Rabbitohs, the return of Nathan Cleary, who is going to be looking to reclaim his throne from Nico Hines. Uh, I have a feeling he's going to be watching all the the fantasy football analyst press loving on Nico Hines and want to you know put his put his mark here. Obviously, Rabbitohs just absolutely dominated the Roosters on the weekend, much to my chagrin. Um, but uh, I mean, Tylan May, the big one here. I mean, for me, like I know everyone's going to want us to talk about Cleary, so let's just get that out of the way. Nathan Cleary, I don't think he's a week one buy. I think he's uh, patience. Let's see how he scores. I don't think his scoring is going to drop off very much. But And, Ryan, I, I was thinking about this, and I, 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 I could hear you just about to talk, but I just want to get this out, and then I'll, I'll want to hear what you think about it. Nico Hines has been absolutely fantastic so far, right? Mm-hmm. He's averaging eight points less than Nathan Cleary's break-even. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, even 
Nico Hines has been absolutely shooting the lights out, gunning. Everyone's like, you know, super excited about him. He's still eight points below Nathan Cleary's break even. So, you know, it. I really don't think there's a rush, but I mean, I'd like to hear your opinion because I'm obviously, I'm famous for my anti-Cleary from last year when I was telling everyone to then buy Cleary this preseason before he was out for the first couple of weeks. So what do you think? Yeah, well, from round one, I sort of had Cleary projected in the, like, around that mid-70s sort of range, like 73 to 76 sort of area mm-hmm. um, is where I thought he would be. So I'm happy to give him one week. I'm not going to talk a single soul out of buying him this week. If you want to, go ahead. Um, he's obviously the best captaincy option, and he'll, he'll probably be the top scorer come the end of the year, barring injury. Um, so I'm not going to talk anyone out of that. But, I'm yeah, I'm happy to give him a week, just see how he sits, um, you know, after – after round, well, after you know a long layoff, first week back, um, I'm, you know I'm sure he's going to be a great option. But yeah, I'm happy to give him a week, and hopefully we get a nice sixty out of him, get that price going down. If not, if he scores eighty five, he's not going to go up very much, and I'll be able to buy him next week. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy to give him a week. Yeah, I mean the other thing to keep in mind if you look at this Panthers team, no James Fisher Harris, no James Tamu, no. Um, Kurt Capewell from last year, no Toto, no uh, Moses Leota. So, mm. you know, they're running with a bench of Jamin Salmon, Jermaine Hopgood and Lindsay Smith. So, I mean, obviously, and, and Martin, who's lurking down in the reserves, I think there is a chance here that the Panthers get mauled in the middle and, and Cleary's just playing off the back foot and he might have 750 kick metres in this game. Um, but I mean, the Panthers are a good, good side, but you know, Targo's obviously doing fantastic. Crichton's doing fantastic. Tylon May, obviously he got three tries, which was about 50% of his total fantasy points in last game. So, I mean, obviously we're not anticipating him to score three tries a week. Uh, if you got him, that's great. But I mean, what's your expectations for him moving forward? Uh, to be honest, I, I think he matched my expectations because you got to remember two of those tries were literally just falling on a grubber. Um, yep. So if you want to if you want to back those out, it's a high thirty score. And for a rookie winger, you know, getting a one try and finishing in the high thirties, you know, I take that. Like that's twenty points of base right. stats there, um, yep. which matches what his reserve grade output. So to be honest, it was exactly as I expected. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, he's in he's in a good side. He's getting Nathan Clary back. So I mean, you got to expect he's going to score tries. Um, I I wouldn't feel comfortable keeping him in my scoring seventeen week in week out. I think he's a good loop option. Um, yep. But yeah, but that said, I, I'm not entirely sure if I'd recommend buying him either because how many more games are you going to get before Toto's back if you're buying him this week? Um, you know, you've already missed out on about a what a thirty k price rise. I think he yeah thirty five yeah thirty five k price rise you missed out on. So um, yeah, because what I think Toto's back in about. Three to four weeks, isn't he? Yeah, um, then he's going to go away to Origin in a couple of weeks, and it's not like Tyler May's going to no. not like he's he'll get a couple of games through that period, I think, as well. Yeah, true. Good point. Yeah, you just got to so look at like uh, what happened to Momrusky Burton last year. You know, yeah, he'll play. He'll, happen there. he'll play round thirteen too, so that's that's a tick in his column. Yep, and I mean there is always the chance that he plays well enough that Charlie Staines dropped out as well. Yeah, so, Staines is not good. <laughs> yeah, no. It's never good having stains, particularly in the pants. <laughs> Just ask Kurt, man. Uh, yeah, oh God. Um, uh, Yo, obviously forty something, but you'll take that in a in a game where they spent most of the time with the ball attacking. Uh, Lenny, very disappointing. Don't need to keep harping on that. Obviously, that's a 
that's a trade if you still have him, I think. Um, is it? Uh, I, I don't know. I, th- I think so. 14 yeah. in 32 minutes. Yeah, you can move on from that. Yeah, his minutes haven't gone up at all since Leo has gone out. It's not what you expected. Uh, yeah, get rid of him at your own level. I think that I seems mean, like a perfect Brady Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I like it. Good good job, Ryan. Mate, you're, you're on fire tonight. You're doing a good job. <laughs> uh, on the other side, obviously, Rabideau's much improved from last week. Tane, Milne, Jackson, Paulo swap obviously worked. Wonders, Cameron Murray, fantastic. Uh, we know he's a good player. Cookie doing pretty well. Um, Ilias obviously is the big, uh, I mean, Ilias and Arrow are the two fantasy relevant, mainly fantasy relevant guys here. Uh, you see, Ilias, even in a game where they, you know, scored a lot of points, he sort of didn't really perform that well. Um, admittedly, Arrow only playing 56 minutes does worry me, but, you know, he's in, he's in now, so too late. But uh, I guess Ilias, 21 points. Um, yeah, he's just kind of a bit of a nothing player, isn't he? Yeah, just a nothing player is a great way to describe him. I don't think of, I don't even think I could name another half that's you know is averaging twenty. Uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, you'd have to expect he's going to get some attacking stats at some stage. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't look confident. And uh, I, if, if I was an owner, I wouldn't want to ra- wait around forever waiting for that either. So. Yeah, if you nah, got no, he's uh, going to be one. I think I'm just going to wait for him to get all the way down to like 240 and then probably pick him up and, and hope he scores a try to get his price moving or something. Yeah, it could be a good cash out, you know, option around Origin because I wonder the South's playing. No, he's got to buy around 13. Bloody hell. All right, might be a man, cash out option it, around it, 17. It, yeah, I mean, even the world of green dots, you know, having a green dot like a 20 is better than a zero. Yeah, true. Um, you know, particularly if you're trying to make a move for a, a Cleary or something like that, having a guy that you definitely know, worst case scenario, you get a, tw- a 20, 25, you know. Like, mm. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It seems like he's never going to get you like a th- negative three like Moylan did, but he's probably not going to get you a 55 either. So yeah. without two tries. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's pretty much just steady as she goes. If you've got any Rabbitohs, keep them. If you don't have them, probably don't buy them for now. Yeah. Uh, Warriors, Broncos. Oh, mate, this is a tale of two not very great-looking teams at the moment. Um, obviously, Broncos, we thought were going to be good before they got absolutely pulverized by the Cowboys juggernaut on the weekend. Um, but um, oh, Warriors, they got SJ lurking in the reserves. Uh, it's basically, you know, if you've got eight, can keep him. Fanua Blake's been pretty disappointing, but, you know, that'll happen. Um as soon as you guys all sell him, he's going to get an 80, by the way. That's how his fantasy scoring works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, any comments here on the Warriors at all? Um, I, I feel like I've trashed Rocco Berry enough. I don't need to do that again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, I've had a couple of people in the DMs asking if they should sell for Noah Blake. And I, I tend to lean towards yes, um, just because there are so many good options around at the moment um, that are mm. cheap, I suppose. Like, Fanua Blake's 6.53. Yeah, like, he's been getting really good minutes, and you would expect him to eventually put out a good score, like you said, Mark. But, um, yeah, I don't know. How long do you want to wait around when you can move that move that on to some other guys that have gone really well for not that much more money? Yeah. Yeah. No, I guess I, I probably agree, even though I know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, for sure, yeah. He'll get two tries this week. Yeah, yeah no, 
mate, and he can do it. If you think he's a prop and he can't score two tries, he can. I know he can. He um, did it against me with you. <laughs> uh, and then you and Aiken, obviously, he's been good without being great, I think, is is that the best way of describing what he's been doing? Yeah, basically. Um, you know, with uh, base stats down, attacking stats down, he's been solid, but, yeah, not spectacular. Um, yeah. Yeah, just hope he improves. Yeah, but, I mean, he's averaging 47. If he keeps averaging that rest of the year and your centers, you won't be upset. You'll just probably be a little bit disappointed. But, you know, mm. it's you know, it could have gone a lot worse, I think. Um, the Broncos, obviously, much bigger talking points. So um, here we've got number one, obviously, Albert Kelly, horrible game. You have to think he's one or two games away from Kevy pulling the trigger on Billy Walters. But, you know, at the moment, maybe that's just me uh, hoping more than anything. Um Flegler back, uh, Carrigan's at lock, Palacios on the edge for Kate Well, who's down in the reserves. Payne Haas was scoring just absolutely, you know, he was playing like, you know, Jason Tomalolo's younger, skinnier brother um, before he <laughs> finally managed to, you know, put on a line break at the end and get to a respectable score for those that captained him. But I have to imagine he's got people a bit sco- spooked this week. Um, unless they didn't watch the game and just saw the final score. Mm. Yeah, I've taken the C off him for the first time um, all year, and I, I, I'm pretty happy to leave it off him, um, especially now you, you know, you've got Flegler back, Hetherington's back. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I think the the days of 70-minute Haas seem to be to be gone because he got 70 minutes round one. I think he's going to be about, you know, a 60 minute player moving forward. And yeah, it's, yeah. He's, he's, he's got the ceiling to go huge, but um, more than likely you're going to get 60 points in 60 minutes type thing. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got to hope for one more game where the Warriors get up against the Broncos. We get Billy Walters in and then the Broncos turn it all yes. around and, and get going. I reckon that's the, the go. Although I was looking today, is Billy Walters the sneakiest 100K of the season. I, I didn't realize he made 106K. <laughs> yeah, it was off the first game was the big one. So obviously his break even's 18. He's kind of at the point where if he doesn't score a try or do something amazing this week, he's going to be kind of entering price drop territory. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I need one more week for sure, um, 25 to 30 minutes. But, I mean, obviously the Broncos were not very good in – he didn't really get a chance to use his run, running game because he was just getting absolutely hammered by the, the juggernaut. But you have to imagine against this Warriors team, he's going to get some opportunities. I'm really hoping that, you know, Kelly gets yanked off after 50 minutes when the Warriors are winning and he comes and leads them to a a comeback and, and takes him on. But Matt, that's obviously my my fantasy bias talking. But I think he's got to be one that you've got to be prepared for an exit strategy for. Um, mm. But we'll see how he goes. Yeah. Anything else for the Broncos? Uh, no, not that I can see. I think it's yeah, mainly just hold Billy Walters, hold Payne Haas, and yeah, hope for the best. That's it. Yep. Um, mainly against the Raiders. So obviously, mainly Tom Travojevic, poor again. Mainly poor again. Davey played a lot of minutes on the edge, and, and Bully Moore owners were throwing their TV remotes at the television. Um, they almost lost to the Bulldogs. Uh, they got LOA down in the reserves along with Sipley. have to think Cool is not far away of taking one of these centers out of their spot if they don't, you know, they seem like the easy fodder for team changes. What's going on with Manly, Ryan, in your professional opinion from a footy perspective? 
Well, yeah, because uh, you were pretty skeptical when I said I thought the the Bulldogs would win on um, Sunday when I messaged mm-hmm. you. Um, we yes. ended up taking the, the Bulldogs in the punt club um, uh, with, at the line, and basically, mainly just really struggling at the moment. Um, the, their defense last year was very poor. Um, and it hasn't improved at all last year. The difference was last year they were able to hide that given, you know, the touch footy rules. They could just score tries at will, basically. You know, they were conceding close to 30 a game, but they were able to score 50, so it didn't matter. Um, this year, you know, it, it, it's really favouring the grind. Um, you know, it's, sort of, it's really back to a grinding type of game. Um, and their forward package has just been getting rolled recently. Uh, they just can't keep it up in the middle. Marty Tapao has been pretty poor. Um, and that pains me to say because I love him. Um, yeah, and, and because of that as well, like they're all, like we were talking about with David Fafita, Turbo's getting targeted a lot, um, as you'd expect. You know, he's, they're, they're shuffling to him, but the difference is they're not able to take advantage of that like the Titans were with Fafita, um, given that their, atta- their, you know, their attack through the hands relies on Turbo. Um, mm. Yeah, so it, I think they're in real struggle stations at the moment. Um, mm. And uh, if I was a turbo owner, I'd be seriously considering selling to Cleary this week. Yeah. And, I mean, who knew that a team that was playing Sean Kepi, Dylan Walker, Kyle Lawton, Taniela Baseka, and Jake Trebojevich would struggle to get on top in the middle of the field? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. You know, like I, for one, am absolutely shocked by the fact that the combination of that group of players with Lachlan Croker at hooker and a, and a centre combination of Brad Parker and Morgan Harper can't can't win in the ghost of Kieran Foran. Like, yeah, mate, it's, it's, mate I'll like, tell you what. If someone's going to get dropped, I reckon it, I reckon it could be Morgan Harper, hey, like if for cooler. Yeah. Um, their right-edge yeah. defence is just being atrocious. Uh, they're leaking yeah. so many points down there. Yeah, it's not been good. Yeah, not great. Not great stuff. Mate, can I just say this? Daly Cherry Evans and Kalen Ponga are probably my two most disliked NRL players, and they're both Queensland State of Origin players. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like the school captains, do you, mate? Mate. Daily Cherry Evans is the biggest pee heart I've ever seen in my life. Every time a defend uh, a play with a ball goes anywhere near him, he just gives up and like, oh, I missed the tackle. Uh, every time you see, if watch this game against the Raiders, every time you see the Raiders score a try, Daily Cherry Evans is in the background with his hands up, mm-hmm. like you know. He, he doesn't even try, mate. I saw one where he actively ran around another player so that he wasn't anywhere near the guy carrying the ball. It's, it's, it's Honestly, it's embarrassing. And, like, I really hope that we have the Stones to not play him for State of Origin this year. And I know that we don't, but he's just an absolute pee-heart. And I'd really, really wish he, – he's a typical New South Wales player. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there because I don't feel like anyone talks enough about how much of a pee heart he is, and I've had enough of looking at it and not no one talking about it. So, yeah, just makes me upset. Um, yeah, but mate, but outside of that, this manly team's on a, a big avoid. Every single player um, and bully and more. Sell the ones Ye- you do have. Bully more, yeah. Yeet him into the sun. He needs to be yeeted as far as you could throw him. Yeah, great, good stuff. I love it. Yeah, if you've got a manly player, sell them. If you don't have one, don't buy them. Raiders, uh, probably <laughs> similar vein outside of Brad Schneider. 
uh, and obviously Tom Starling as well, who, um, you know, we, we were at panic stations on Saturday afternoon when he got put to the bench and, Mate, there was there was some quite not nice things being said about Ricky Stewart on Saturday afternoon, but it all worked out okay. Um, and, I mean, for me, I'm pretty happy seeing the two green machine players in my team at the moment. Um, if you don't have them, get them, uh, I think is is basically it. And, and, and I don't know if our analysis needs to extend very much further outside of that. <laughs> I was kind of wondering about Starling. Like, is he still a buy at 484? Because he's priced in the high 30s now, so you'd probably need him to average about what? Has to be this way. Has yeah. to be this it, week. Yeah, yeah. If you're not getting him this week, I think it's it's uh, it's time up because I yeah. think he's priced at about thirty eight. So, yeah, yeah. You, you'd be pushing it from here. The, the low break even twenty one is is the 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 helper. Um, but yeah, it has to be this week. So, um, outside of that, oh, mate, Ryan, guess what time it is? Oh, juggernaut Cowboys time! Juggernaut time! Cowboys juggernaut. Mate, coming up against the lowly Roosters, this is just going to be an absolute bloodbath. The uh, yeah, mate, the yeah. centre, you know, the 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 Queensland state of origin hero Valentine Holmes coming up against Joseph Manu. He's just finished giving bloody Katoni uh, Stags a bath, and he's moving on to Manu next. So, mate, I uh, as as much as I, in a way, I, I know, like I'm. Like Jeremiah Nanai, 62 points with three tries is a concern, hmm. but it's awesome at the same time. <laughs> you know? We're, we're two of those tries just from like catching a bomb as well. Like obviously. All three of them were eight point tries. Yeah. So, yeah, you take that 62 out and it's a 38, which is, I mean, that's fine, but. I mean, it's it's uh it's great, and I mean, as Matt said, uh, dancing in the streets. If he actually does sign this contract that he's allegedly signing, um, but yeah, mate, I tell you, the Cowboys, it's uh, yeah, it's I mean, for fantasy, it's all a pretty. Uh, I mean, it's it's Nanai and Gilbert, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, Tamalolo lay, laying a big turd on all of his managers, but uh, I mean, it's uh, it's good times to be a Cowboys fan, um. Obviously, most people have Nanai now, so we don't really need to keep talking about him. We just hang on to him until his money stops being made. Uh, but Tom Gilbert's probably the one that we need to have a discussion about. Uh, he's pretty clearly a permanent fixture on that left edge, and Helium Lukey seems to be an afterthought now. Um, and he's he seems to me like he's going to be a seventy-minute, you know, Jai Arrow. Uh, the, is he a buy? Or is he kind of too expensive now at five thirty eight? No, because uh, what five thirty eight? That'd be low forties. So I, th- I think there's there is some um, value there still. If he continues this role, he, he should average in the low fifties. You would assume. Um, I'm not entirely convinced he's going to keep this role for the entirety of the season. But I, I don't take that um, to mean anything. Like that's purely just gut feel from me. Um, I'm not going to talk anybody out of getting him if you really like him. Um, but that's just sort of what's keeping me away from uh, jumping on board. But no, look, I, I think there's still enough value there, assuming assuming that role doesn't change. Um, so yeah, because what's, what's he priced at now? Uh, 538. 540. Yeah, 538. Yeah, it's about 42. Because I looked at him last week, I was considering buying him instead of Jairo last week. 
And if I had got him last week, I would have been happy because I do actually think that this role seems to be sustainable. And, I mean, Peyton loves Gilbert, but when, particularly if they keep winning, which seems like they're going to because they're going on to the grand final now. But, I mean, um, uh, Lukey seems to be just coming on as in- impacted. I mean, look at the bench. Gre- Cotter and Granville, they're small. They need that mongrel on the field. I mean, McLean and Hess don't exactly command minutes. Uh, they don't seem like they're never going to give Reese Robson 80. So, I mean, there's plenty to go around. Jermaine Janelle-Brown, I see we got a, a, a message there about what Jermaine Janelle-Brown's role is moving forward. I think his role is exactly what it is now, which is, you know, he's going to have to earn his way back into the team through an injury to somebody that's in that 17 um, and then stay there once he comes back. That's I think that's it. So... Um, you know, the only move I could see happening is a Granville out for Tanoa Brown in, but, uh, I mean, Granville, uh, I don't know if he added anything, but he takes Ruben Cotter out of the middle and puts him at hooker, which is, you know, Cotter was was doing some great stuff for us at lock, taking a lot of tough runs and, you know, quick play the ball, which was setting it up for the other guys like Neem. So, mm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not convinced that he's just walking back into this team while they're playing like this. Um, but fantasy-wise, outside of Nanai and maybe Gilbert, it's all pretty bad. And, I mean, Tamalolo, we probably do need to talk about him. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys didn't need him to come on, so he didn't come on. Um, and, I mean, you know, just like uh, if they're playing bad, the attacking stats might be down. If they're playing well and they don't need him, there's a chance that he might not need to play big minutes either. So, I mean, you, do you have, you, you have Tamalolo or you didn't end up picking him up? I started with him, but I sold him last week. I got rid of him last right. week um, okay. to Tom Starling, so I'm not. I'm not unhappy about that trade. <laughs> no, and I mean he's one. I think he's another one. As soon as you sell him, he's going to score seventy five. Mm. But it seems to me like the minutes are going to be very gut feel from Peyton, and he's not a necessity. Yeah, his his minutes are going to be determined on what's happening in the game. I think if the cow, if last week's game was a tight game, I think he would have played close to seventy. But because he didn't need to come on after playing the first fifty straight, they were up by you know twenty odd points. Um, yeah, there just wasn't any point, so you know left him on the bench. And I think that's probably going to be like that moving forward. It's just going to be all over the shop. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. I think his keeper days might be over. I mean, the other thing you need to wait into that as well is Cohen Hess went off eight minutes in and didn't come back. Yeah, true. So, you know, yeah. all those extra minutes got sucked in by Cotter probably, but the fact that Tamalolo, even in a game where they were down a middle forward for the majority of the game, didn't even play 55 minutes is probably a, a concern. So um, we've probably spent enough time on the largely irrelevant North Queensland Cowboys. Um, so let's let's move along to the Roosters, who Billy Smith finally put up a good score after I sold him, but I think I'm still at peace with that. Fletcher Baker out, that's more annoying for me because I – um, I could have sold Fletcher Baker last week and kept Billy Smith, but I've, now I've gotten rid of both of them. Crichton's still on the bench, so good for everybody if they decided to actually sell him last week. Uh, Fantasy-wise, though, like it's pretty much, you know, if you still have Angus Crichton, you can sell anyone else. Just hang on to him and see what happens. Yeah, basically, yeah, just hang on to Billy Smith if you've still got him. Um, Joseph Swali played reserve grade last week. He's named again on the week uh, on the wing this week for the Bears, so... Um, yeah, you just always got that looking over your shoulder. But as long as he's got the spot, I, yeah, I guess just hold him. Um, unless you've got no other fires and you want to pivot to Brody Jones. But you finally got a good score out of him, so I don't know why you'd want to sell now. Yep. No, I agree. Moving on to the Storm Bulldogs on Sunday afternoon. Pappenhausen, finally good score. Thank you for the love of God. 
Um, Cameron Munster has shaved his head into one of those scarlet things this afternoon. What? Um, what? He's got the yeah, junior polo. He's he's yeah, he's got the junior polo, but with straight hair at the back. Oh, no. So, yeah, it's not great, and I think it can only mean bad things for his fantasy performance. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, outside of that, we've got Harry Grant back at nine, Josh King in the 13 with Brandon Smith off the bench. We were talking about this today privately. I have to think this is just a tactic for saving interchanges um, and Smith's mm. just going to come on after 20-odd minutes and play the game out. Um, yeah, but- that, that, that seems to be the most likely option because, I mean, no one else on this bench is a particularly uh, big-minute player. Like all these guys are like 20-minute guys. Yeah, we have to think that's exactly what it is. It's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes for those three, give or take. And mm. it leaves us with, yeah, I mean, two of them are probably going to split with Nass for one slot there and mm-hmm. Bromwich and the other one will play one slot. So between Harry Grant, Josh King and Brandon Smith, they're going to play 160 minutes, you have to think. So... Uh, or, or somewhere around there. I think the big loser out of this might be Josh King, but it'll be mm. interesting to see what happens. I mean, it's possible that they all play 10 to 15 minutes each off the bench, those those guys, and, and we're mm. all okay. But, I mean, I can't see a world where Harry Grant, like there's talk that he's, you know, looking at a million-dollar contract for next year uh, with the Storm. I can't see a world where they're going to go back to 55-minute Harry Grant. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it sort of seems to be like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. Um, like I think if you've held Josh, like if you, like I've had Josh King now for two weeks, and I'm pretty happy. He's already made um about a hundred grand in two weeks. Um, mm. so he's sort of just laughing now. He's got a break even of five. I, I'm sort of tipping he's gonna play about fifty minutes. Is sort of what I had in mind. Um, yeah. With you know the possibility it might be fifty five for Brandon Smith, sixty five Harry Grant, fifty for Josh King. And that's, and that's it, you know. Yeah, that, that seems very plausible. And, you know, if he is playing that, he should be playing, he should be scoring about 40, you would assume, maybe high mm. 30s. Um, he, is a, he is the plot king after all. Yeah, he's certainly not a buy, but he's not a sell now. Like, he's made too much money to be a buy. He's yeah. just now you're like, just you just got to hold him and pray now until he until he maxes out. So, I mean, outside of that, obviously, Pap good. Uh, Hughes didn't have a particularly good score last week. He's one that you want to keep an eye on to see where his scoring is going to go. Um, but outside of that, it's teams largely irrelevant. Coates is back, but I'm really hoping. I wonder how actually how many teams he's still in. Made four K in three weeks. Uh, 28.6% of teams, so yeah, bad luck for those people. Uh, across to the Bulldogs, obviously, played a game in the wet. I saw, like, none of their forwards got over 30 fantasy points, which was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh, obviously, Hetherington's gone for the season now, uh, which is, I guess, is probably good news for Max King in terms of, I thought maybe uh, once they were back to full strength, King would end up, you know, like succumbing to a couple of minutes from him. So I think we're, we're sort of, we're all good for, for Max King for now. Um, I'm just wondering what exactly is, is Pengai going to go back to this 80 minute edge role or is he going to keep playing in the middle? Because I'm, I'm a little bit confused about exactly what his role is in this Bulldogs team. 
Yeah, it seems very confusing, doesn't it? Because uh, every week, Luke Thompson... Every, yeah, uh, for the first three weeks of the season, Luke Thompson has been named at eight and then started from the bench, um, sw- switching with either Corey Waddell or I think... Um, I think Ava, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last See name. See guy. That one. Um, over the last three weeks, uh, like I, I could see a world where Luke Thompson sw- switches with Batolo and we get Batolo on the edge, Pangai playing in the middle. But, I mean, mm. you have to think with Heather- Hetherington gone now that Pangai's best role would be on, the edge. on that edge. Yeah, that's what I would, I would assume. But, I mean, who knows what goes through Barrett's mind. Well, that's what I was going to say is that is based on the fallacy of rational coaching. Um, mm-hmm. And we all know exactly uh, that that is not Trent Barrett's forte. But um, Braden Burns out to the wing, that's an interesting one. Um, obviously, Birdo at centre, not great in a rainy game with not a lot of attack, which is not something that's surprising to anybody, um, aside from the people that just buy him or support him because of his scoring last year in uh, PVL ball. So, I mean, it's all probably about the same. If you got Pangai, hold him. If you got Burton, hold him. Uh, I don't think we're buying or selling anyone in this team, are we? No. No, I don't think so. Just, I think King uh, went yeah. off early with a little bit of a niggle as well, according to Phil. Yeah, That's yeah. why he didn't play as many minutes. Mm. Yeah, so hopefully King can get healthy and, yeah, just hang on to him with the uh, price rises yeah. continue. Cool beans. And then we finish off with Parramatta and the Dragons. Uh, Parramatta fairly well as per program, obviously game-winning uh, hero, uh, Ray Stone's gone for the year with the ACL. Bryce Cartwright and Ryan Madison come in. Wairimu Greg out. Um, this looks like a scenario that's probably bad for everybody for fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a there's a buy in this team at the moment. Um, nah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a steer clear. I mean, there's going to be a few questions, I think, around some of the guys, like, say, a Reed Marnie. Uh, Penasini had a pretty poor score on the weekends. So there's going to be some questions there about whether you hold or not. Um, mm. But, yeah, no no bias here, I don't think. No, no. I for, Yeah, I don't for me, I think it's probably if you got them, hold them. If you don't have them, don't buy them. <laughs> it's probably where I'm yep. going to land on that, I think. Um, and then with the Dragons, obviously, Cody Ramsey out. Fee guy in. Uh, who's out for Gudchevsky to come in? Uh, Jaden Sewer. Sewer out. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, Gudchevsky in. Jack Bird been pretty poor without being bad. Uh, mm. 44.3 with two tries. Was on like three points after 50 minutes or 30 minutes or something and then ended up, you know, getting a 40 something. So, I mean, ultimately long term, I think that's the bad news for him um we've got a mitch barnett uh verdict as well six yeah the saw. so yeah yeah i think birds are another one of those ones if you got him hold him if you don't have him don't buy him um i mean outside of that this dragons team i mean blake uh, not blake uh ben hunt obviously big score but i mean are we do we trust ben hunt um, I mean, look, I, I had pretty high hopes for Hunt going into the season, just given how much I thought he was going to do. I think he's going to be a, a keeper mm-hmm. half. He's averaging 60 now over three weeks. Um, I've, I mean, he's two tries. Yeah, I mean, he's a half. That's what he does. He gets tries. Sure. Um, Fair enough. 
uh, you know, I, I think he's a keeper, um, but he's already 720K. So, I mean, why would you be yeah. buying him? Especially now people are going to be targeting Cleary. So, um, yeah. 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 So end of season yeah, keeper. If you started with him, you'd, you'd, you're laughing. One for the 3.9% that owned him and shout out to OTL who highlighted him in the preseason as a, a good option. So mm-hmm. moving on to the questions, Ryan. Uh, yes. I'm going to give you some tweeter questions. Feel like because you're the brains of the operation, you can be in charge of these ones. Uh, we're trading Hammer to Starling and Bully Moore to either Josh King or Jones or May. Uh, Brody Jones, yeah, far and away the best option of those three. Yep, and Hammer to Starling. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, I mean, Hammer so is a he's a volatile player, but from what I've seen for the Cowboys, um, it seems that he's rotating with uh, Valentine in that sort of fullback role in the attack when they're close to the line, which is just bad for him overall, I think. Yep. No, good stuff. Uh, and then, right, captaining, if you had Haas, Hines, and Cleary this week, who would you captain? Haas, Hines, and Cleary. Um, uh, pr- probably Cleary. <laughs> if you're yep. buying Cleary, you I mean, if you're buying Cleary. Yeah. Paying $1.05 million for somebody, you should probably be captaining them. Yeah, exactly. He's got the floor of the other two, but he's also got the ceiling. Yep. Uh, would you trade... David Fafita and Tomalolo for Cleary and Brody Jones, or Ooh. Brody or or Tomalolo and Bullymore for yeah. Starling and Brody Jones. So, I guess the question is: Is it Fafita to Cleary or Bullymore to Starling? Fafita to Cleary or Bullymore to Starling? Um, oh, geez, probably Fafita to Cleary. Um, is it? I don't know. Is it? That's a tough one. See, I would obviously comfortably easily do Bully Mortar Starling there. Okay. Yeah. Well, look, both are good options. It's, yeah, just how much do you trust Fafita? Do you still think he's a keeper? Then, um, oh, it's more a reflection on how negatively I feel about Bully (laughs) Moore. Yeah. Good point. Get him out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeet him to the moon and then worry about getting Cleary next week. What's the go with Tonoa Brown? We discussed that one. That was the one that I saw earlier. Um, so Tyler May, Brody Jones, uh, position's not relevant. Which one's better? Brody Jones, far and away. He's far and away the best option this week, I think, and he's probably the best option we'll have all year um, for that price. Yep. And then obviously we discussed uh, Tom Gilbert earlier with regards to whether we think he's going to keep that 75-minute roll. I'm in the yes, Ryan's in the no. Um, but the 50-55 average scoring is a bit dubious anyway, so probably not expecting that high personally. Uh, rank the best guns to drop when you want to get Cleary. Um, <laughs> turbo number one? Yeah, Turbo. I mean, if, I mean, while I suggested Bully Moore to Starling being the better option of those two, I think Fafita or Tomalolo, either of them, if you can get them out to get Cleary, it's fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to be looking at Fafita to Cleary next week if uh, Fafita doesn't show anything again this week. Um, it'd be pretty disappointing if uh, Fafita ends up not a keeper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I agreed. Um, all right. Actually, this is probably a good segue. So, mate, Ryan, um, this is actually a question from our good friends at Punt Club. So, Ooh. mate, to talk to us a little bit about how the Punters Club is going so far. Obviously, we had uh, an awesome week one. 
Yep. Uh, week two, maybe not as awesome. Yeah. But, oh, uh, look, I mean, how are we going? No, look, we're, we're traveling all right. I think um, at the end of at the end of round three, we're about even. Yeah, we had a, a poor results in um, round two. We it was great punting. We basically smashed the lines on every bet, which is you know all we can do. Unfortunately, we can't control the results on the field, so um, mm. they didn't they didn't uh, help us out there. But no, we bounced back um, last week. Had a few good bets. Um, you know, we took the Knights plus twelve um, before all their outs came through, and they, I think they started the night started about plus eight. So we were smart. We smashed the value, but then Mitch Barnett just absolutely screwed us. The Knights were well on top. Yeah. The, the Knights were well on top in that game when that happened and they still almost covered. So yeah. Uh, moving on this week, we've already got a couple bets on. So we've taken the Knights plus seven and a half against the Sharks. We've taken the Raiders plus seven and a half against Manly. And we've taken the Cowboys juggernaut plus six and a half against the Roosters. Very nice. And we've made a company policy never to bet on the Tigers ever again. <laughs> yeah, they're in the bin. Yeah, straight in the bin. Um, but Punt Club, they want to know uh, who's looking to trade out Simpkin or Bullymore and who's somebody in the 300 or 400K mark that you get in. Oh, look, I, I think the two most obvious answers there would be Brody Jones and Taylor May. If you need to move those two on, you only want to go down, then, yeah, those two are good options. I think Leo Thompson is still probably a buy. If, if you, This would probably be the last week to get him, though, if, if you want to get him in. Um, he's break-evens of, break-even of one, I think he is, uh, 290K. So I think he's still a, a solid option, priced at 23 points. Um, and like Clemmer, I think, is still out for a couple more weeks. So he's a good option, too. But, yeah, those are probably the top three, I'd say. Yeah, Simkin and Bullymore to Tylen May and Brady Jones. I think I like that. Um, TBJ and Lolo out for Brody Jones and Cameron Murray, or and that would be banking 188k, but still have to keep Bullymore. Or do I sell Bullymore for Jones and get somebody for TBJ that's under 752 and keep Lolo? So I'd be going the other way there. I'd be holding TBJ and trading Lolo. I don't know about you. Yeah, that was my first instinct as well. I can understand why you're getting a little bit frustrated with Pangai, though. He's averaging, what, 38. Um, one good score, one poor score. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like... What's the price difference? What's the price yeah. difference between Pangai and Tamalolo? Because I'm going to work out how much money we've got to spend. So 656, yep. Pangai, and 602. So that, let's say that means we got 700K to spend on a player if we're trading Tamalolo out. Mm-hmm. So who's the best player for seven hundred k or less that you could trade Tomalolo to? Uh, probably, probably Tom Gilbert. I, I do like um, Brandon Smith. Is, Kurt, man. Brandon Smith's a maybe. I, w- I would have said yes if he was starting, but given that he's on the bench and his break even sixty three, you could probably afford to wait a week there just to make sure he is playing a, a bigger minute role. Um, yeah, probably t- probably Tom Gilbert. I'd- I'd say would be the best option for under. Really? I mean, you trust Tom Gilbert way more than I do. Well, who are the, the keepers? What about Mo Fotowaka? What about Mo Fotowaka? You don't feel like. Yeah, well, I feel like I can get the same scoring from Gilbert for 112 for 60K less. Um, Wouldn't you go to Tom Starling then? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Get Starling in. Yeah. Yeah, mate. If you can do Lolo and. Bully more to Jones and Starling and bang some cash to get Cleary. I reckon that's the goer. Mm. Yep, yeah. do it. 
Yep. Is Lolo a trade? If so, best med options to target for Lolo looking at Cheese and Gilbert. <laughs> We've just covered that. So Ryan likes Gilbert. Um, I'm I'm not as emotionally attached to Gilbert personally um, at this point. I'm not, but... yeah. I'm not a, I wouldn't call myself emotionally attached, but I'm, I'm just looking around at uh, all the options available and there's not a whole lot getting around. Um, I mean, do, how, how are you feeling about Arrow? Would you, would you recommend Arrow? Or are you no, I don't think there? I'd be buying him. No, I'm a bit nervous. Um. Yeah, other than that, I mean, there's not just not a whole lot of great options getting around, is there? I'd almost uh, be inclined to tip people back onto Kurt Mann. Yeah. Yeah, I think Kurt Mann could end up a keeper. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a possibility. Um, otherwise, you know, you could always go all the way down to Leo Thompson if you wanted to get some Cleary cash. Yep. I like it. Uh, is Tyler May a good replacement for Xavier Coates? <laughs> Yes. In a word, yes. yes. Um, he's come back. The same guy for TPJ Bullymore is asking about Murray and Davey or just sell Bullymore for Jones and sell Ilias for Davey. I would, I would not be buying Davey, I don't think. No, isn't Josh Schuster just around the corner? Um, yeah. And, and I don't know if I'd be selling one poor-scoring manly edgeback rower for another poor-scoring manly edgeback rower. Yeah. It's more to the yeah. point. <laughs> Um, is Mark from Punt Club uh, insane for thinking of trading Tedesco to Nico Hines? Mm. Um, what's Teddy averaging? You're an owner. How are you feeling on Teddy at the moment? He's averaging 46. He was pretty diabolical last week, but still managed a solid score 43. of 43. Yeah. Yeah. How are Don't you trade your guns, it? mate. Don't trade your guns. Yeah. It does feel like a waste of trade because you're going to want to get Tedesco back, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Um, but, I mean, te- Turbo's dropping in price. Nico Hines feels like he's probably a must, which is maybe mm. where you could pull the trigger. I would suggest to you that I would try and find another way to get Nico Hines in without selling Tedesco. But if that was your absolute only way to do it, then I would probably do it. you'll probably regret it. <laughs> Is that helpful? <laughs> uh, Marnie, to, Marnie and Bullymore to Cleary and Tylen May. Or uh, also, who should I loop? Uh, he's watching Brody Jones and Starling to see if they're the real deal as well. So I definitely think Starling, we spoke about earlier, if, if you're watching Starling one more week, you're going to be too late. Yep. Brody Jones, we've sort of seen enough of him and he's not somebody that benefited particularly well from the scoring last year, is he, really? Well, I'd, I'll just go back to my thinking of even the worst second rowers can uh, you know, average oh. 38 or you know, average high 30s, low 40s. Um, it's just about minutes. He might not get the minutes week one, like, like I said earlier, coming back from all the injury and the illness. But uh, I think moving forward, he's going to be an 80-minute second rower. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, and I think personally, Ryan, I don't know if you agree with this, I would just go Cleary, I'd go Marnie and Bullimore to Jones and Cleary and just skip Tyler May, I think. Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Um, I, I still think May is a good option. If, you, if you're really not sold on Brody Jones, you don't like what we're selling you, then yeah, get May. Yeah, no, I agree. But but you should like what we're selling. Uh, <laughs> is it time for Luke Cleary to go? Yes. 
when, when why did you why, uh, yes get rid of him yeah what is this madness yeah get rid of luke keary uh will lolo ever play 65 minutes in a crying face probably not yeah no um and then dale's got a two-part question um should we just get every left edge player why do you think every team seems to excel on the left edge and what teams what can teams do to switch that up um mm. by dane gagai yeah, that's that's the solution. Just get Dane Gagai, stick him on the right, and suddenly your right edge is looking great. Um, Wheels up. It does seem to be a, yeah. yeah it, does, it does seem to be a common theme though. It's just about every team likes to attack left. I, I guess they. Just, I think it's the right to left pass. Yeah, find it easier to pass. Yeah. Yeah, most players are right-handed. The right to left pass is easier. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But yep. I don't think you should only exclusively buy players that play on the left-hand side of the field because. The right edge players on the field have to tackle the consistent left edge <laughs> attack. So if you're point. getting a player that's a, a tackle primary scorer, you want them playing on the right edge. Yes. And Very some good. galaxy brain stuff right there. So that, that ends <laughs> our Twitter question. So Ryan, have you got any Instagram ones there? Oh, yes. You uh, can fire at me. Yeah, I can bring them up. Give me one second. Uh... Mm-hmm. Alrighty, uh, Instagram. Man, they love me over at Instagram. Hey, they just keep firing the uh, questions and the, the DMs. It's going to be a million more DMs after this pod, I'm sure. All right, here we go. Keep it up. Is, keep it up. Fire them in. <laughs> is, is Mitchell Moses? Ryan has nothing better to do with his time. <laughs> Mitchell <laughs> Moses, is he a trade? No, I do not think he's a trade. I reckon I would be wanting to see how he scores this week against the Dragons. If he scores poorly again this week, you can probably have a look at trading American. Interesting. Uh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't think he was a keeper to begin with. So, I mean, if you wanted to move him no. on to Cleary, I, I wouldn't mind that. But um, yeah, if you're not moving him on to Cleary, just hold him a week, I think. Um, contemplating trading for Feeder and Sexton to Jones and Cleary, given both underperforming a little and it allows me to get Cleary, do I pull the trigger or am I going crazy? I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I tend I tend to agree. It might be a week early given uh, who Sexton and Fafita are playing this week, but uh, yeah. I mean Jones and Cleary are obviously good buys. So yeah, if there's um, another way you could get Jones in. I think that's fine. But I mean, thinking about right, just you know, just think through this through with me to its conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. So Fafita looks like at the moment, based on the way he's playing and given the try variant, like I had him at fifty three to fifty five points probably most likely. He had upside to 60, but I got him at 55. Let's say he's 55 mm-hmm. and Sexton is 55, but he's not really looking like he's going to do that either. Cleary's 75, Brody Jones 40. Mm. You know, that's that's a five points, cash making, absolute gun, captaincy option. I think there's more upside in the Jones-Cleary side than there is in the Fafita. Um, Sexton. Sex inside. So I don't hate it. Fair enough. Um, g'day, boys. For tonight's pod, I, so this one comes from uh, Red Dog Shawnee. Um, Welcome, Red Dog. For, <laughs> uh, g'day, boys. For tonight's pod, I only really need to offload Bully, but also I don't need to play him in my 17. I've got 174K in the bank. I could straight swap him to Cotter or Kobe Hetherington. Alternatively, no. I could trade Clifford and well, let's answer the first part first. So, um, <laughs> no, bully, yeah, bully, bully's a trade. Don't get uh, Cotter or Hetherington. I think is 
Yeah, Brody Jones, Tylon May, bank some more cash or get Tom Starling if you want a good scorer. Do not buy yep. Hetherington or whoever the other one that said that was also shit. Ruben Connor. Um, Ruben Connor. Alternatively, okay. alternatively, I could trade Clifford um, and Bird slash Aiken or Latrell to get Cleary and a cheapie, but not a lot of appealing mm. options unless Ilias comes good. Any of these two options sound good or is there a third? Um, uh, yeah, no. I would just hang on to all of those players in the second list and just yep. trade. Well, you, I mean, you, you were trading for feeder and um, Sexton. You don't think maybe Clifford and Bird to... I don't know how much money that would leave him. No, because he's not getting Brody Jones then. He's buying Lachlan Ilias or some other spud down the bottom that's not making any money. Uh, how much is Ilias? He's... Two, two, I mean, you could something. Probably, if you could probably afford Leo Thompson then. Like, if if you could get Leo Thompson, if you don't have him already, I, I, I might do that. Leo Thompson, Cleary from Latrell Bird. Oh, sorry, Clifford Bird. Can you... Is there a what's the price difference? If you get if you sell Clifford and Latrell, can you mm-hmm. afford Brody Jones? Because if you can afford Brody Jones, if you sell Clifford and Latrell, then that is something that I would look at for sure. Because mm-hmm. there's a there's a 90k price difference between Bird and Trell. So yeah, I think if you could do that. Yeah, sell Latrell and Clifford for Cleary and Brody Jones. I would absolutely do that without even thinking about it. But mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd be doing it to pick up Ilias or some other potato down the bottom. Yep, no, good advice. Um, this next one comes from NRL Fantasy 9. Um, they're actually friends with us on TikTok, so you can give them a follow on TikTok as well if you want. Um, who would play... Uh, who would you play out of uh, Brody Jones, Taylor May, Joseph Nanai, Hammer, and Max King? Have to start three of them. So I guess who, which two are you leaving out? Jones, May, Nanai, Hammer, and King. Probably Hammer. Um, and May. Tylen May. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming so. assuming Max King is is healthy. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. um, oh, we've got a stack of Instagram questions. They love us over here. Um, Matt Bertram, it's, he wants to know. Optimum, it's the optimum question delivery platform, mate. It is. So, Matt, he <laughs> wants to know, for feeder to Furmore? No. Yeah. Don't uh, do Furmore's, that. Furmore's a trap. He's still a trap. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't hiring him in the preseason. He's been going really well, though. He's probably benefiting two a lot. Two tries, hasn't he got the... two tries? Yeah, plus a try. I think he got a try just last week. Um, yeah, yeah. I think he's better. Yeah, I think he's actually benefiting a lot from Fafita drawing so much attention. Um, yeah, but that can only happen for so long until teams realize that Fafita's not doing anything, and then they go the other way, and then that's when Fafita's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fafita and Damian Cook for uh, for Nathan Cleary and Brandon Smith. No. Yeah. No. Like I, if if you could do Fafita to Cleary because it seems like you've got a lot of cash in the bank. I don't think I'd be doing Cook to Brandon Smith. Like Cook, Cook still scored pretty well last week. Like I think yeah, he put up a sixty or something. Yeah, yeah. No, thank no. you. No, keep keep Damien Cook, mate. He's a yeah. This, this this is getting a little bit desperate. Some of these ones, and um, yeah. the more types of questions like this that I'm getting, the more I'm regretting saying yes to Sexton Fafita because I feel like I'm encouraging people to to trade keepers now. Um, yeah. I 
I just want to put this out. This is a blanket answer to these questions. If you're asking me if she, you should trade two keepers and genuine keepers, genuine keepers for for feeder, uh, for Cleary and like Brody Jones or something like that, like I'm not on board with that. I'm not 100% convinced. So David Fafida is scoring poorly. He scored a lot of tries last year. He's going to play State of Origin. Toby Sexton is kind of doing fine. But, he, like, you know, the, like we spoke about, there's DCE, Cleary, Ben Hunt. You know, there's a couple of genuine guns there, plus Hines potentially, you know, in the halves. Um, you know, that's a very specific scenario. I definitely would not be trading out Damien Cook. Um, mm. You know, I'm really hesitant to trade Fafida out. I'd be looking for a Jack Bird down to a cheapy Sexton up to Cleary type of deal, like the Latrell, Jake Clifford to Cleary, Brody Jones. That's a perfect one. Something like that is great, but not, you know, not two guns out to buy two other guns. That's just a waste of a trade. And, you know, we banged on about it all preseason. I'm actually strongly considering um, if, if Brody Jones wasn't there, I wouldn't be making a trade this week and I'd be leaving Tyler May on the table. That's, yep. you know, like I'm really, really thinking that some of these people need to strongly just think back six months ago to how shit it was sitting there with no trades left with 10 weeks to go. And, you know, all you were complaining, you stopped playing fantasy, you are whinging about how you, oh, I've got to save trades for next year. And now you're trying to trade out David Fafita to get bloody Nathan Cleary. Stop doing it. <laughs> I'm just going to no. refuse to answer any more questions about if there's more than one gun in the trade, I'm I'm just not going to answer for the rest of them. I'm just going to plead the fifth right. from now on. Okay. No, the blanket answer. Well done. Um, so uh, Sam, he wants to know, is Brandon Smith a buy, even though he's at number 14? Yeah. That's fine. I, I, I'm not. <laughs> no. Lukewarm yeah. buy recommendation. Yeah. yeah. I'm not passionate about it, mate. I think he's a try dependent and he's much better when he's at a hooker. I think the more that I think about it, the more I'm, I'm, I want him, I want him to lose like 70 K more before I look at him. Yeah. I, I don't think he's a buy this week. Um, now that he's not starting, given that his break even still 63, uh, you, you can wait a week there. I don't think you're going to lose much. I wasn't um, even going to trade him in if he was starting this week. Here's one. So another David Vita question, but not to Cleary. No. He wants to know. Okay. He wants to know. He wants to know if he should sell for feeder to Starling. No. Yeah, probably not. Um, no. Or Aiken to Starling. Not to somebody that's a borderline value. Yeah, and he also asked Aiken to Starling. I also wouldn't do that. I, I'd find another way. Yeah. No. Uh, the Starling's not a must-have. Starling's not a must-have if he's only in this 55-minute role, and it seems like that's what it's going to be moving forward, like 55 to 60 minutes, um, someone else starting. I think that's going to happen again this week with Matt Foley starting. Um, and he also wants to know our thoughts on Brody Jones. I think we've given plenty of those. Um, oh, this is a good one. Bacon Lord. It's not a. It's an interesting um, question. But, you know, that's bacon. Name, bacon Lord. And his uh, yep. profile picture is a cute cat. Um, awesome. He wants to know, Hamaso and Simpkin... For Furmore and Brody Jones, mm, I don't want to buy Furmore. How much is Furmore yeah, worth? It's like five thirty. Starling or something. I'd rather get like, yeah, Starling or Gilbert. I, I'd I'd prefer over Furmore, I think. But yeah. no, um, I if you got your heart set on Furmore, I won't talk you out of it. He's going well. I just don't trust him. Um, yeah, I'll talk you out of it if you really want me to. <laughs> <laughs> He also wants to know our thoughts on Musgrove. I assume he's he means Zane Musgrove. My thoughts are he's a yeah. tiger. Uh, yeah, 
well, no, no Stefano. Um, yeah. You know, there, there could potentially be some minutes there. I honestly think Peachy's going to soak a, a more minutes is what I think is going to happen. Yeah, probably. I mean, is there a chance, though, that Peachy's, Peachy's also maybe playing 20 at hooker? Um, I don't know. Let's uh, Farth. I would prefer Farth to Zane Musgrove. I think most people would. He's, he's never really been a, a, a big fantasy guy, has he? Like his... Um, no. What is, is 20, 2020 averaged about 30 minutes for 22 and a half points. It's, yeah. yeah I don't know. Z- Zane Musgrove is Spencer Lenier. Next question. Mm. Okay, moving on. Um, Hazy. <laughs> hey, fella. <laughs> Hazy, he wants to know, hey, fellas, love the pod. Question. I almost have enough cash to trade Ilias to Cleary straight swap. That is awesome. 15, okay. 15K short. Yeah, would you advise? Okay. Would you advise downgrading either Aiken, no, or Bird to Taylor May to free up some cash and bag May? I have solid edge center coverage, and neither of them would set the world on fire. I'd do Jack Bird oh, down to Brody Jones, and then buy Cleary for sure. Yeah, could you Ilias and Bird to Cleary and Jones? That's that's fire. That is just mate. That mate. That is the best trade I've ever heard of. <laughs> that, Hazy, is, mate. that is the best trade deal in the history of all trade deals, maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the comments as well, he says, "If not May, maybe to Jones." Yes, Jones, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Um, last last question, Matthew Dodson. He wants to know, "Bully more to Jones?" Yes, that's an obvious one. Do that now. Free up some cash. Um, Seems like a no-brainer, but job security is job security is good. Fitzgibbon's gone for about six weeks. Barnett the same. Um, and he also asked if, if or he should dump cash to bully to cooler. No, he's, a, he's still a red dot. Don't do it. Bully more to Jones. That's your answer. Yep, good. I like it. Good job, Ryan. Now mm-hmm. we've got a little, couple more Facebook ones, and then we'll 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 tidy it up. Uh, Jack Bird to Furmore and Walters to May. Uh I don't. I don't like either of those. I don't think. Um, no. Yeah. If you wanted to do Walters to Jones, I wouldn't talk you out of it. But I still think Walters is a hold, yeah. a hold for now. Yeah, agreed. I, yeah, I think if you can't get Brady Jones any other way, I'm fine with trading Walters to Brady Jones. But mm-hmm. I certainly, I don't think I would trade Walters to Tyler May, and I think Bird to Fermore is sideways. Um, yep. except it's not sideways because Bird is a centre eligible and Firm is not. So mm-hmm. it might be backwards. Lolo and Crichton to Cleary and Matt Croker. Well, I'm assuming this came through before Teamless because Matt Croker is a red dot. Um, okay. So How much no. is Matt Croker? He's like 290. He's the same as Leo Thompson, I think. Yeah. Well, if you can get Leo Thompson to do that. Uh, yeah. No, Matt Craig is 271. So he's obviously asked that question because he can't afford the other way of doing it. Uh, There's no one really yeah, cheaper I can't, than that. Yeah, I can't. I don't know if I can emotion, if I can support that in its current format. Uh, I think, oh, man. No, I I don't like that 
there's Can't nobody cheaper than that. That nope. that is somebody that I would suggest either. Mm. Um, it's really a bit bleak down in the in that price bracket. Yeah. So let me ask you this question, Ryan. Mm-hmm. If you absolutely, because I mean, Crichton and Lolo out to get Cleary is definitely a good move, assuming that we can find a, a, an option here that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is is Rocco Berry playing bad enough that Vilea might take his spot and they might keep Arthur's? I mean, <laughs> if they're not winning, I think everyone's spot is up for grabs, isn't it? Um... You have to think so. Because the other yeah. options, I mean, Vilea gives you a loop slot this week if he pinches that spot back from Berry. You know, the other alternative, and I, I'm not advocating trading in a red dot here. I'm just, you know, I'm really trying to find a way to facilitate this. It's Momosia or Davey is the other two. Mm. Yeah, neither of those really fill you with confidence, do they? Um, no, they do not. Like Billy Smith. With, oh, no. Yeah, Billy Smith. No, oh, that's mm, yeah, mm, no six k. If you can afford Billy Smith, I don't. Mm, no, that's not even a great idea, is it? Let's <laughs> get Jimmy the Jet again. Um, no, I think. Uh, look, I, I think of all of those, if you're really desperate, Andrew Davies probably the one I'd go because I mean, at least then if if you do get an injury in the halves, um, you know, Schuster would slot in there if any of the back rowers get injured again, he'd come back in. So I think that would probably be the way I'd go. If I was desperate. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, yeah. I, I really want to try to facilitate that for you. So, yeah. Poor um, Smith got a head knock. What's wrong with Ramsey? Uh, good question. I think he's, I think he's just injured, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I don't know. If you can afford Billy Smith, I would consider that, I think. Yeah, Cody Ramsey hamstring. There you go. All right. Was that the last question on there? No, I oh, think so. I was I asking questions. I was yeah, asking you, questions. you were asking questions. <laughs> uh, Turbo no, and Crichton to Cleary and Leo Thompson. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm fine with that one. Uh, Lolo Moses out for Cleary and a player lower than 288K thinking Billy Smith. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I'm okay with that one as well. Yeah, it's, it's a little risky, I guess, with Sawali back anytime, but I, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I wonder if it's just worth going, lo- like holding Moses and trading Lolo to somebody that's not Lolo instead <laughs> and keeping Moses. Like trade Lolo to Brody Jones and then wait a week, see how clear he goes, and then next week, you know, if he's still Moses is still stinking and Cleary scores well, you know, make one more trade. Yeah, still well, I mean, they're making money. That's what I would do, but it seems like a lot of people are desperate to get Cleary in this week. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm actually gonna change my advice for every single one of these questions to something along that line. I really, really, really like you to not trade out two guns to get Cleary and some absolute spud potato player down the bottom. If you can't get anyone cheaper than Tyler May or Brody Jones, I reckon you need to wait a week on Cleary. Anyone and, um, anyone past Leo Thompson is just a no-go, basically. Yeah, no, I agree. That's our blanket advice, I reckon. Are you happy with that, Ryan? Yes, Yeah. done. Oh, good. 
Good. All right. Marnie and Bullamore to Cleary and Tylan May. I like that. I like that. Yep. 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 Um, or um, Marnie and Fletcher Baker to Cleary and Leo Thompson. No, I think Bullymore needs to go first. He's If he stays on the bench, he's going to start going backwards. Baker's not going anywhere. Yep, and I'd get Brady Jones instead of Tyler May personally as well, but oh, we've kicked that around enough. Angus and Tedesco to Cheese and Tyler May. Why? No. <laughs> no, don't do that. No, no. Do no, not no. do that. I'm fine with you trading Gus to somebody, yep. but I would not be trading Tedesco to Tyler May. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to trade out Simkin or Bully. I think we already handled that one. Um, and last question: ooh, uh, Did a... you have a? Ooh, did you have another question first before I bring this up? Yeah, I had a last one come through, a very late one come through on Instagram just now. Um, he wants either Fafita or Lolo. Oh, sorry, either Fafita and Lolo to Cleary and Jones, or hold Fafita and go Bullymore and Lolo to Jones and Starling. I think I like the second one. Yeah, the second one is what I do. The second one's what I do. If you're desperate to get Cleary, I don't hate the first one, but the second one is what I would do. Yep. Yep. Um, I actually have found two more questions here before I get to the last one. So Lolo and Bullymore to Tyler May and Tom Gilbert. Yeah, I don't hate that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'd kind of be inclined to just go Brady Jones instead of Tom Gilbert, bank the 200K for Cleary money later. Um. All right, so Toby says, what the hell is Ricky doing with Starling? Had too many lagers Saturday, missed reversing my Starling trade, but then woke up on Sunday morning with a headache and a happy 56. <laughs> That's my what kind of fantasy ending. player, Toby. What a happy story. That's a good happy ending. Great stuff. And one of our top fans here, Austin Murphy, wants to know, have I purchased my grand final tickets yet to watch the Cowboys play? Have you? Have you? Next week. I'm just waiting to get paid, mate, and then I'll be buying them. Don't worry. Booking the flights. Cowboys versus Panthers. No, not the Panthers. No. It's going to be – who's on top of the ladder at the moment? I think Cowboys are in second, which is, you know, I just didn't look at anywhere. It's, oh, it's the Panthers. Panthers, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. Cowboys, Sharks, mate. No. Cowboys, Sharks is what I was just about to say. So, yep, I'm going to go and watch the Cowboys juggernaut put the sword to the Sharks in the grand final, and I'm booking my tickets after they win this weekend against the Roosters. So. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, guys. I reckon 85 or so minutes is enough questions. Um, if we haven't answered your question or some version of it that's close enough to your question, then you're probably asking the wrong question this week. So thank you very much for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Hope you enjoy your weekend of footy coming up, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Love you guys.